When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is sponsored by The Jordan Harbinger Show. Jordan dives into the minds of fascinating people, from athletes, authors, and scientists, to mobsters, spies, and hostage negotiators, all with the noble cause to make you a more informed, critical thinker to operate better in today's world. Jordan's also got a fun weekly segment, Feedback Friday, where he covers advice on everything from escaping a cult or psycho family situations to relationships and networking to even just asking for a raise. Point blank, Jordan Harbinger is smart, funny, and easy to listen to. You'll be pressed to find an episode without excellent conversation, a few laughs, and actionable advice that can directly improve your life. You can't go wrong with adding The Jordan Harbinger Show to your rotation. It's incredibly interesting. There's never a dull show. Search for The Jordan Harbinger Show. That's H-A-R-B as in boy, I-N as in Nancy, G-E-R, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukake, your host. Having liberated Barovia, our party are separated and continuing on their own quests. Juniper befriended a horse and traveled to Candlekeep in search of answers, while Quinny discovered a new thieving gig and Reginald found out some of his former compatriots had crossed over to Neverwinter. What will happen now that Quinny and Reginald switched bodies? Find up next... On Dom Doms and Dragons. Juniper, you've arrived at uh, the top of the stairs to Candlekeep, and uh, you are greeted by um, an elf in a uh, sort of a very plain um, shift who is um, uh, seems very engrossed in a, a scroll, uh, reading a scroll as you walk up, um, but they quickly um, slide it into a tube. Uh, hanging off their belt, and um, they turn to you and say, um, "Ah, uh, welcome, traveler, to to Candlekeep. Uh, I I hope you've come here in, in search of of knowledge and enlightenment and and all the gifts that um, our our wondrous library can can bestow upon you. Um, have you visited us before? Uh, I I have not." Well, that's that's but very very exciting. This is a, such a wonderful welcome. Thank you. Uh, you're most welcome. Um, so, if this is your first time, uh, you may not know about um, our uh, entry requirements. Um, but uh, in order to continue to stock um, our our library with um, the combined knowledge uh, of the realms and, and the worlds and the planes, um, we require that uh, every visitor uh, bring us something that isn't in our archive. Um, so I must ask you, um, what, what have you brought? Um, do, do you, oh dear, I'm like looking through, like, just going to look through my sack for a moment. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I have? Uh, do you, do you mean like 
in terms of books or are there like other um, items that you offer on loan? Just a, a <laughs> um, to access the, the facility in the first place and to, to seek the knowledge here, you must first contribute uh, knowledge. Now, it doesn't need to be a book per se. Um, we uh, accept scrolls, um, haikus, poems. Um, but uh, if you just hastily scroll something with no thought or effort, uh, that of course will not be acceptable because otherwise you just have reams and reams of garbage, <laughs> as you can imagine. So um, it does need to be a, a document of some note that um, we we have not had. Um, that said, um, in certain instances, we have also um, uh, allowed uh, in, uh, for inspection of wondrous items um, that can provide knowledge. Uh, so if you have something of that ilk, um, that would also be acceptable. Uh I kind of looked through uh, 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 the only book that I have on me right now is uh, a book on the Great Collide from the Handor Library that is incredibly overdue. Um, <laughs> but I just I don't I don't want to just give that up because like I do intend to return it at some point. <laughs> um, um, what else do you have on you that might be of interest to a library of eternal knowledge? A library of eternal. I mean. Uh, got a great banana bread recipe. I've got okay. I'm literally like going through my stuff. Uh, okay, I've got a medal and a crown of flowers mm-hmm. from winning champion of Handor. A library card for the Handor Library. A potion of greater healing. I have a bunch of uh, 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 dust of dryness, little water. <laughs> Do you have any of those left after fighting the Kraken? No, but I, I have some of the water left. Oh, right. <laughs> I kept with me. Oh, man. It's a shame Juniper doesn't have something she reads all the time. Yeah. Like my scroll. Um, you sure? Maybe a discount card at the Handor costume shop? They look at it and they're like, um, Handor is rather far from here. I don't believe we would ever be at the costume shop. A broken piece of of uh, of coral reef. No, we fast forward in a like cut to Laura's read every other item in her inventory. No, that's that's basically every item in my inventory. Um, so <laughs> I, I I take out I take I do take out my scroll and um, and I look at it. So, uh, just just let just just give me a second. I kind of turn and, uh, and so, uh, so she, she gasps and says. An auger scroll? Oh, we haven't seen, the mages haven't seen one of these in an age. If, if we could examine this and perhaps jot down some of its uh, some of its information, this would do quite well. A magical scroll? What a perfect thing to allow you access to Candlekeep. Can, uh, can you just take the knowledge from it and can I, will I, will I be able to get it? Back. Oh, of course. We, we wouldn't presume oh, to take an okay. August scroll from you. We, we merely wish to, to copy down uh, some of what you've seen off of it. Uh, our oh, Archmages are very good at reactivating them. Yes, please. Oh, uh, wonderful. Well, um, I mean, I was going to take that coral, but I suppose now we'll just deal with this. Uh, that's that's fine. Um, welcome uh, welcome to Candlekeep. And, Thank you. Um, uh, do, do you by any chance have interlibrary loan services with the Handor Library? Um, honestly, I could speak to the librarian and, and see if they're willing. 
But yes, okay. I believe so. We do we do trade books quite frequently. Okay. It is this... so hard to find the second Fifty Shades of Grey scroll. The first two are everywhere. Or the first or the first and third are everywhere. But that second one is very elusive. Fifty Shades? What? Oh, it's 50... very kinky. You should read it. Unfortunately, our only copy is at the Handor Library right now. But it seems as though you can borrow from there. So next time you're in town... Okay. Well, can, can can I can I give you this this book on the Great Collide? Um, yes, from yeah. the Handor Library to, to, to certainly return. we we can return that absolutely. Thanks. Oh my God, I can cross that off my list. It's been hanging over me for so long. Yeah, the Great Collide is no longer your objective. It was just returning a fucking library book. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I can have two objectives. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I've got a bunch of side quests in video games. I know what that's like. Um, so you make your way uh, into Candlekeep, and uh, Juniper, as someone who is a seeker of knowledge and experiences, this is real kid in a candy store um, for you. It's uh, everywhere you look, you see people kind of deep in study and wandering around um, uh, with, with great purpose. Um, you can hear the uh, the tinging of a of a blacksmith's uh, hammer nearby, and it seems that Candlekeep is is indeed a keep. There's there's a full um, kind of uh, a village and town set up down here, um, as well as the the actual superstructure. So um, the greeter had um, recommended uh, that you make your way inside. Um, she specifically told you uh, that you needed to, one moment, um, you need to seek out, um, Sylvira Savakis, um, who is, uh, an expert mm. in, in the planes, particularly as soon as she looked at your auger scroll, she was like, Hey, basically you had a quick conversation about kind of what you hope to achieve in yeah. broad terms. <clears throat> so she asked you to show, um, Sylvira your scroll and said that, uh, she would likely be able to help you. Although she is apparently quite busy today. Um, as you, uh, you make your way in, um, you're, you're kind of wandering through the town. Um, again, I, I think it brings you some degree of comfort just to see people out and about. Um, it's, mm. you know, you, you've, you've also like, you, you obviously skipped the Barovia ride, but you, you know, you've been through some shit. It's, it's been kind of nice to not be, to kind of just be back on the road with you and clippity cloppity and. I kind of feel like I'm getting back a little bit to how it was before, mm-hmm. um, I met like Quinny and Butthole where it was like, oh, I can I can actually make friends with people along the way and and mm-hmm. actually, you know, sh- share, spread the light. Yeah. And um, this is what you're thinking as you begin to, to climb the stairs up to uh, the keep. Um, and you're so kind of lost in 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 thought and reminiscences about this that um, you uh, completely fail to see the person coming down the stairs and uh, you bump into a dwarven woman. Um, wearing uh, armor, who seems like to be kind of storming past quite um, quite briskly, um, and um, you kind of uh, bounce off her, and uh, she just kind of um, like glares at you. I, oh my goodness! I'm so sorry. Please, and I just kind of step step aside. Uh, this is my fault, obviously. Fair enough. Um, and uh, Maud Buggins kind of just nods at you and, and grumbles a little bit and then uh, storms <laughs> off past you uh, to go talk to the blacksmith. Um, you continue cool to make your way. Hmm? What a cool beefy arm. It's a very beefy arm. Um, uh, as you uh, make your way up into Castle Keep, um, you hear some raised voices. Uh, you hear someone yelling, stupid, um, very loudly that echoes through the halls. Um, and then a variety of shushing. Um, so you kind of, uh, you wait your turn. Um, and it, it's a little, it, it's 
it, it's a while. It actually takes you a, a little bit to get in um, to see Sylvira. Um, the uh, the guide was correct. It, it's a very busy day for her. Um, but uh, you know, a a there's like a, a, a little like snack cart that comes by, um, kind of like on the Hogwarts Express, with just like or like on the Via Rail. It's just like full of like weird off brand teas and coffees and um, and snacks. Uh, do you think you'd get a snack? Uh, yes. What do you get? Most definitely. Um, if there's like some sort of like carrot coffee cake thing, um, please tell me they have it. We're going to find out. <gasps> I rolled a one. They sold out. It's very popular. Oh, that's okay. You get a date square. Flip the table. Uh, you flip the car. Oh, ah! I'll be able to poop later. <laughs> and with that, the uh, <laughs> the car trundles uh, trundles off. Uh, and then um, finally, uh, you're you're uh, brought in uh, to uh, talk to Sylvira. Um, the uh, the door opens, and um, you can see she's uh, she's a little flustered. Uh, it's clearly a, a busy day. Um, she kind of collects herself. Um, and, uh, she, uh, turns and, uh, smiles. She's a tiefling with, um, sort of like reddish skin. Um, obviously the big, big horns wearing kind of like a high collared, um, outfit. And, uh, she, uh, says, um, hello, I, I'm terribly sorry about the wait. It's, uh, there's a lot going on <laughs> around here today. Um, but, what, uh, may, may I ask what's going on? I, I, I'm Juniper. Oh, uh, Juniper. Yes. Hello. I'm, I'm Sylvira. And, uh, um, uh, this is my uh, my companion um, Jezebel, and uh, there's a little um, closet who's down there. He's like, "Hey, nice to meet you, 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 you piece of shit." And she's like, "I'm I'm really sorry hmm. about her. That's just kind of how she is. She's she just met her crush a few minutes ago. She's a little stressed about that. Um, but uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, come in. Uh, it, it's nothing you should concern yourself with. Um, an old friend uh, was just here asking for a favor. Um, you're not here about Eltrail, are you? City Eltrail? disappeared. Uh, you remember hearing rumors of this in Baldur's Gate, um, but right. no, no real concern of yours. Once you determined it wasn't a collide-related issue, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag yeah. not my problem, right? <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. no butthole here to be like, let's investigate. Yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, heard of it in passing. Could uh, I mean? Oh, okay. Not, well, not um, precisely why I'm here. Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, an old friend had just come. Uh, they, they're setting out on a rather dangerous mission to uh, to return it that you, dear listener, can hear all about in our one-shot series, um, <laughs> but that we, dear players, have already experienced and will continue on as though we know what's up. Um, but, um, yes, so she quickly just outlines that um, she was helping some friends um, uh, make their way to uh, to Avernus to, to right a great wrong. Um, but, uh, happily she's dealt with that. So she's, she's all yours. Uh, she says, I, I understand you've brought a, um, an auger scroll. Is that correct? Um, that, that's what it's called. That's what I've always called it. Is it? <laughs> no, it really isn't. <laughs> Jezebel's like, hey, yeah, I knew, I knew you were lying. Insight. <laughs> Um, and uh, Sophia says it's uh, it's completely understandable. On, on I will admit, uh, most people who have these, uh, I've heard scroll of fortune, uh, I've heard uh, map of history, uh, I've heard all sorts of terms applied to these things. Prophecy? Usually, people, yeah, people, are, yes, a lot of prophecy. Uh, did yeah. it, were you told it was a prophecy based thing? Yep. 
Okay, fair enough. Look, um, these things, they make their way around, and they're always very mysterious, and people just kind of make them what they can. Um, but the important thing is that uh, you've been using it to observe a planar disruptions, I understand. Uh, yes. I, I, my eyes are wide. I'm, like, thrilled. I, I had no idea that, like, someone would be this attuned to what's going on. <laughs> yep, she <laughs> nods and says... delightful. <laughs> yeah, she says, uh, listen, it... If you're anything like the other people I've talked to who have who have gone through this, um, I you're going to want answers, and and I understand that, and I I can give you some, but not all. But I think I can point you towards the people who actually can. Um, but regardless, it sounds like you've got a lot of questions that must have been bugging you for an age. Why don't you come sit down? We'll have some tea, and I'll see if I can clear some stuff up. It's the collide, right? The, the Great Collide. Yeah, that's what I was afraid of. Maybe something stronger than tea. And Jezebel's like, yeah, 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 rum. She's like, no. <gasps> oh. My favorite. Jezebel, like, puts up <laughs> the little, like, demon hands and turns us like, ah! And uh, Zavara's like, well, guess it's going to be a night then. Um, and uh, with that, she... Uh, Goes to her shelf, um, takes a vaguely demonic-looking skull with a stopper in it, slams it down to the middle of the table, uh, and says, uh, All right, Juniper, what do you want to know? This episode is brought to you by our sponsor, Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective minds. But now we are selling some sick mugs, and it is so easy all because we use shopify <laughs> shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business it'll help you turn browsers into buyers because it has the internet's best converting checkout 36 percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms which means curious people are more likely to buy from you and you can sell more with less effort thanks to shopify magic your ai powered all-star one of the big problems Shopify solved for us was international shipping. Our shipping prices, if people were outside of the U.S., were through the roof. But the moment we switched over to Shopify, we were able to choose where our orders were being fulfilled from in different places, which meant shipping could be cheap for all of our fans everywhere around the globe. So if you were even thinking about opening a store, sign up now for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash dumdums, all lowercase. Go to Shopify.com slash dumdums now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B-S. If you open a store with Shopify, you're going to be hearing that sound a lot. Hello, friends. Ryan here for another ad. But this ad includes how you don't have to hear me do ads anymore. That's right. If you join the Dumb Dumbs and Dice Patreon, you can get an ad-free feed to this show for just $5 a month. And that's not all you get. You also get an ad-free feed for Warhammer 40k, The Valentine Heresy, another one of our podcasts. Plus, you get weekly video tableside chats so you know what's going on with the company, what's going on with us. Plus, you get access at that same tier to our fan and patron-only Discord. It's exclusive. You get access to all of us. Our casts are there. Our creative teams are there. A bunch of other fans are there. This is a great opportunity for you to escape ads, get more of the stuff you want, less of the stuff you don't. Patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's patreon.com slash D-U-M-B. D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. Join up today and get your ad-free feed now.
so we cut to um, uh, Reginald. Uh, you've had the best sleep you can remember. Um, you wake up <clears throat> and um, you just you feel legitimately rested, and you really feel like it was that just like one inch shoulder relaxation piece, and like you unlocked your jaw, um, and you just roll over um, comfortably and kind of stretch your arms. Uh, and that's when you realized you were able to roll over and no traps went off, which is hugely concerning. Um, so your eyes, uh, your eye springs awake and uh, you're having trouble seeing out of one of them. Uh, and you realize you're not wearing armor and you're in a... Uh, how does Quinny sleep, Tyler? Does he sleep in... Does he have like p- pajamas? What's his deal? Uh, he sleeps in like his underclothes. So the leather armor would come off and it's it's just like cotton shirt and pants kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. Um, so you wake up uh in that um and uh ryan what do you do the hell am i a stripper where's my friggin' armor uh and then i think he's gonna look <laughs> around to see like where his traps went or like what what's around uh the room is laid out much differently there's a uh, meticulously folded cloak um and um uh tyler where would you store you slept with the bag of holding right yeah yeah um uh, you find a a bag in your arms um, but your arms are really small. Okay, I'm gonna open up the bag and look in it. Um, it is uh, like looking into a massive cavern full of weird stuff. Uh, there's a porcelain mask. Uh, there's a top hat with a with a veil on it. Um, there's a bunch of fucking gold. So much gold. Uh, Tyler, what's one other interesting thing Ryan can see when he looks into the bag? Um, for some reason. <laughs> There is a bunch of copper wiring. <laughs> oh, man, you can make a fortune when you yank that stuff out of a wall. This is some genius's bag, uh, he says. Uh, then he realizes oh, his arms. Sorry, uh, Ryan, he, he says that out loud? Yeah. Oh, it comes out sounding a lot different than that, doesn't it? Oh, boy, you could sell this for a great price. This is a I, I, I'm sorry, bag. you're not in this scene, Tyler. It comes out oh, sounding a bit differently, were... doesn't it, Ryan? Oh, I see. Oh, boy, this is some genius's bag. <laughs> uh, you realize your arms are small and your voice is weird. Also, why the fuck can't you see out of that one eye? The fuck is going on? Uh, <laughs> he reaches down and he just grabs the edge of his pants and pulls it forwards to check his penis, as any paranoid man would. You see the biggest fucking <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say. you've ever seen down there, man. <laughs> it's majestic, but different. <laughs> Oh, uh, the average Hobbit anatomy. I don't know. Uh, I'm not crazy about, about how this has turned out. He says to himself as he uh, turns to the mirror, um, and uh, you see the the face of Queen Brownbarrow staring back at you. Um, oh no, it's an idiot's bag. Uh, he says to himself as he looks at Quinny in the mirror. Uh, so Ryan, for for your notification here, um, when you say things out loud, it's Quinny. When they say it in your head, it Reginald. God, no, he's still saying it out loud. <laughs> I understand. I fully understand. I just want to lay down some ground rules. So as you've determined, we are, in fact, in a Freaky Friday scenario. Um, now, what this means is uh, I had everyone send me their character sheets under the guise of me needing to look at everyone's leveled up stats, which was a lie. I just needed them for Freaky Friday purposes. So just remember, kids, if anyone ever asks you to send them your character sheet... It's probably a Freaky Friday setup, that classic D&D thing. Um, So you both have brand new character sheets you've never looked at uh, before. I think you vaguely know a little bit of each other's powers, but also like Reginald's still a relatively new character in Dum Dum's terms. So there's a bunch of shit we haven't seen. 
But part of a Freaky Friday scenario is that uh, neither Queenie nor Reginald knows what the other one is capable of, nor how to do it. So there's a lot of stuff that you as players mechanically won't understand. That's totally fine. There will be moments where it will be fully appropriate, uh, and I'll try and um, referee these as best I can, but there will be moments where it's fully appropriate to just be like, okay, what, what the fuck is this? I don't know what this is. Like, I, I'm in a fight. I don't know what to do. Tyler, what's the thing that Quinny has that I, I could use here? Sometimes that'll be fine. In other cases, it'll be more like, you know, Reginald's got a bag full of gems. Um, I, I feel like that's just a thing Quinny would have to figure out. So um, yeah. I will, I'll please those. Um, but please do ask questions. Please do ask for clarification. It's entirely unfair what I've just done to you, but that's kind of part of the Freaky Friday. Um, I debated giving you a full night to study, but I realized that would kind of ruin the this part of it. Right. Um, so... Uh, yes, for all intents and purposes, your brain is in the other person's body. Um, you have all of their powers, none of your own. Oh my God, I'm naked, uh, he says, <laughs> looking at himself in the mirror. And then he realizes in his head, wait, Quinny's had an exit this whole time? He's just been forcing down? Oh my God, he's a farm boy. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I, I gotta get dressed or I'm gonna die. <laughs> oh my God! Um, so, uh... Quinny, um, the uh, the Bone Crushers. Uh, I will say this is uh, this is several minutes before um, Reginald's awakening. Uh, the Bone Crushers booted in your door. Um, you just realized you were in the wrong body, um, and um, uh, what's his name? Um, Junpai uh, literally just walked through the door and got shot by a bunch of arrows that were like trap rigged and just took them. Uh, like just uh, kind of like pummeled his armor a bit. One got stuck in his forehead. He just cracked it off and threw it away. And um, after uh, Kira Bloodfist's excited shout of like, let's go fuck shit up, uh, they look around and Junpai's like, huh, <laughs> wait, did you booby trap your room? What? You sleep with a teddy bear there too? Oh, I'm Reginald. I'm scared people are going to hurt me at night. <laughs> Look at this idiot. And then he just fucking backhands you and they all laugh. Uh, or rather, I guess. Uh. And then uh, um, just close my fist and swing back at that guy's face, like from the prone position. Hey, Tyler, this might be a first. Go ahead and roll me an attack roll without sneak attack or a dex bonus. Yeah. Uh, definitely take proficiency. Uh, nat one, and I cannot re-roll it. Because <laughs> you ain't lucky no more. Yeah. Um, you, uh, you swing for his face. Uh, he catches your fist in his fist and just gives you a momentary squeeze um, that hurts, but in a way that I think the Quinny, the Quinny inside you would, view, would normally view as like, oh, this is a hand-crushing thing. Right. Like... Um, I've very rarely been in any amount of good shape, but when I was, I was like, oh man, I can lift things a bit easier because I've been lifting weights. That's cool. Um, it's a little bit like that. It's not that it's pleasant to, you know, help a friend move a couch, but it was a little bit easier that one time I had upper body strength. Okay. Um, so, and also I think as a thief, like your hands are kind of precious. So there's a natural like, ah, uh, and then you realize like, no, this actually has has some some weight to it, which is, which is not bad. Um, so he gives that squeeze, um, but then his his face splits into a grin, which is truly alarming and vaguely gruesome. Uh, as you see, all of his teeth have been filed to points. Um, and he's like, ha, 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 ha. Typical Reginald, always throwing punches. 
Um, and Kira's like, yeah, yeah, that, that's great, Junpai. Listen, um, Reginald, uh, this is all adorable. I promise we won't tell anyone. I know it's a weird world. You're probably just a little uncomfortable. You know, you just wanted to feel a little bit more like home. It's it's pretty weak sauce, <laughs> but that's all right, man. All right, look, um, <clears throat> we need you to, uh, well, you're already suited up, so that's great. So pack up whatever this shit you want. We got to go right now. Uh, where are we going, guys? I'll tell you on the way. It's, uh, it's kind of time sensitive. Got a caravan uh, okay. to protect. Sounds good. I've just got to, uh, uh, I heard some, uh, uh, some noise in my neighbor's room. So I got to go, you know, fuck him up and make sure he doesn't forget Reginald, the, the butcher of Winchester. You can make oh, let well, him have a good night's sleep. Well, we'll, we'll just let Fluffy do it. Fluffy, no, loves no, that no. Shit. This time it's personal. Uh, all right. Um, Listen, uh, we'll get the name of the person on the way out. We really got to go. This the, the the caravan's on the way, and honestly, uh, the boss is gonna be real mad if we don't we don't get there. Come on, let's go. Fuck. <laughs> uh, and with get that, up, I guess Quinny, you are you are frog marched. I think that's what they call it when people are just like, oh, you're with us now. Um, uh, out of the restaurant, um, past uh, Dahlia, who gives you a thumbs up and a wink, um, and mouths. Quinny, uh, did you do this? It's like, just <laughs> like, I hope you learned your lesson. Oh, he's gone. Um, <laughs> so, um, the uh, the Bowden uh, crushers, um, uh, sort of like uh, drag you Dude, out. I'm seven feet tall and I'm still getting picked up and bullied by people. Like, I can't fucking <laughs> win. <laughs> it would almost seem, Tyler, that a harder life yields a harder heart. I guess so. Uh, so as you're you're dragged out, uh, feeling just generally salty about being like picked up by the, these guys, yeah. but um, Junpai is is very scary. Um, uh, Donkey Junior comes uh, galloping over, uh, and then does a full on like like you know puts on the brakes and, and stops in front of you and kind of sniffs you and goes, "He snarf." Do I just hear he snarf? You do because you can't yeah. speak animal now. Oh. Well, I, I like that's like a, a beast speech is like a thing that I can do. But do, do Reginald and Donkey Junior have any kind of connection that I know? Okay, no. Uh, I think it's a it's a Han Solo. It's yeah. a it's a like a, I think they've got a Han Solo Chewbacca thing where like Reginald has figured out how to understand what he snarf means what, but doesn't like I don't okay, okay. think Han speaks Wookie. But he can understand. I just want to make sure that whatever's coming in my ears is not special in any way. No, what I would say is Reginald probably does understand about 60% of what Donkey Jr. says, and then he just decides the other 40. Not like Goblin Jr. until we found out who he sounds like (laughs) in the Mind Palace. Um, But uh, nevertheless, unfortunately, Quinny does not have this ability. Okay, so as I'm... Assuming I'm just being carried on, right? Like, yeah. donkey shows I, I up think and- at this point, you're kind of, like, walking with them because you've realized, like, this is happening whether you want it to or not. But it's, okay. yeah. I'll just say, uh, uh, donkey, uh, go uh, uh, take care of Quinny. And Donkey Jr. gives you a real, like, are you fucking sure, man? Look. It's like, he snarfed? Did you heard me? <laughs> I'm... He snarf. Yeah. Uh, he gives a full on, like, <laughs> we got a badass over here. Um, and definitely gives you, like, he, like, eyes you in, like, a vaguely suspicious might be putting it together. Usually, like, a best friend or, like, a weird principal kind of way in these movies. Where it's, like, the one character who's like, maybe I get this. Um, and then kind of, like, nods and uh, fucks off to go take care of Quinny. Um, and... Uh, 
they're like, um, Kira Bloodfist is like, oh, thank God, Donkey Jr. survived? Oh, man. <laughs> Would have been real sad if that little fucker died. <laughs> Although I bet he's pretty tasty. Come on, you're, you're saying you're not tempted to just, like, chop off a leg sometime, cook that shit up? Oh, I, I think about it sometimes, but then I think how... How hard would it be to ride a three-legged donkey? Anyway, ah! let's not ask me any more questions. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> honestly, Reginald, I don't know if it was just the, the this soft, soft world, but uh, you seem all right, man. You seem pretty good. This is great. All right. Well, um, listen, we got a we got quite a tale to tell you, uh, and uh, I think you're really gonna like it. <laughs> all right, uh, come on. If we don't get to that cart, uh, who knows who could try and steal it? Um, so, uh, Quinny, uh, Reginald Quinny, I'm just going to keep calling you your, your in-brain Please. names. Uh, so Reginald slash Ryan, um, we jump back forward in time to, uh, when you've awoken and, and, uh, gotten dressed. Um, just as you, uh, finish getting dressed, you throw open the door, uh, to find, uh, Donkey Jr., uh, sleeping very, uh, adorably and loyally, uh, just outside your door, which is a bit of a relief because you were really worried he wouldn't know who you are. Okay, so Donkey Jr., you and I got to find out how we can switch these he bodies. Snarf? Uh, which, which you recognize to be something in the vein of like, the fuck with that voice? No, it's it's me. It's Reginald. But I've been inside Quinny, and apparently he talks like this if he isn't really determined not to. <laughs> I think he, he grew snarf. up on a farm. He snarf. Just one thing Donkey Jr. knows. It's farms. Um, so, uh, he just kind of nods and is like, he snarf. <laughs> like, this so is where's fine. my body? <sighs> he snarf. Uh, and he proceeds to try and snarf tell you. Uh, and then he eventually just like bites your, um, cloak and like drags you, uh, a couple doors down to, um, well, not a couple doors down, but like the door, the walls aren't like right next to you. So it drags you to, uh, uh, the room you fell asleep in, um, which has been, uh, the traps have been triggered. Um, but, uh, all of the stuff was left behind. Uh, your gear is gone, but your, and your body's gone, but, um, the traps were clearly, uh, triggered by bone crushers. I think you'd probably be able to tell pretty easily. Okay. This isn't good, but it's not necessarily the worst. Donkey Jr. Right now we have 63,000 gold and a sterling reputation. If we're going to stay in this body forever, we can just run away. We need to talk to the people who own this building. <laughs> I can't get over this. Is it, uh, is it like, are you, is it Northern Ontario? I don't Cause I don't, cause of like, like Dutch maybe? Like, I'm not sure where. Northern Ontario. Yeah. Look, and as all a, this started because I had to try to riff an impression of Tyler talking normally and accidentally did a dialect on one word. And now I'm committed. There's no going man. back. Sir, fucking egg on my face for not picking a distinct voice. <laughs> no, it's on me for not being able to recreate. All right, so let's go find who owns this bear. Um, and, uh, I can't wait to meet Quinny's family. <laughs> Get to pass this yeah. to Tom. <laughs> Thanks, pal. Hey, ma. Hey, pa. Um, incidentally, this, this is a delight and I, I greatly appreciate this, this additional, uh, piece of the, the mythos here. Uh, it's all canon, baby. It's all canon. Um, all right. So, um, (laughs) fucking, you don't have to do the voice. Uh, so, um, the, uh, the donkey, uh, leads, um, 
uh, Reginald uh, as Quinny down uh, downstairs to uh, the the bar where everything's getting set up. Uh, as promised, there are just like troughs of continental breakfast set up um, that you can like scoop eggs out of. Um, they're literally just like wooden troughs um, full of uh, kind of gross clammy eggs and um, toast. Uh, you see someone who looks like they're probably um, Delia's brother. Um, and he's like, hi, I'm Jeffrey Hottentot, and welcome to the Continental Breakfast. Well, it's nice to meet you, Jeffrey, but I've got a question for Dahlia. Is she here? Oh, my sister? No, she's off shift. Okay, then maybe you can answer this question. Why the fuck am I in this body? And where the fuck did my friend go in my body? And when do we switch back? And he, his eyes go wide, and he's like... Oh, no, she did it again. Oh, Dahlia. Oh, listen, I'm real sorry about that. Um, look, she was here not too long ago. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go go chase her down. She just, uh, I don't know, she seemed real pleased with herself. I thought she'd just done a good night's work instead of <sighs> doing her stupid body swap thing again. Listen, um, you're kind of stuck there uh, until the two of you learn um, how to get along. She normally does it when people fight. Uh, on dates. Um, she thinks it's a real cool way of getting people to get along. I think it's highly dangerous and a few people have gotten stuck in the wrong bodies. And also I think it's possible if you don't, uh, achieve it in the set amount of time that like, I think maybe your brain just wanders off into the void. I don't know. It's kind of dangerous. So you're really going to want to like learn, learn a lesson real fast there, bud. Where's your friend? I legitimately don't know. I think he got taken by my evil army from another dimension. I mean, that's a lot for a simple continental breakfast server like myself. I was hoping you'd ask for more jam. We don't have any, but you could certainly ask. Um, okay. Well, um, listen, uh, I don't really know how to help you beyond just giving you that much. Uh, just make sure you get it done within the week or you're kind of stuck and... Uh, brains aren't really supposed to live in other people's bodies, so I think after that, you pretty much just start falling apart. So, m maybe get it done within the week, yeah? Uh, also, I think there were some kids asking about you? Yeah, I gotta do a jab with them later, but right now, I gotta focus on my baddie. Uh, okay, well... Wow. Those guys are long <laughs> gone, um, but good luck, I guess. Would you still like your eggs? Uh... Yeah, uh, <laughs> he'll sit down and like hurriedly shovel a normal Reginald amount of food into himself uh, and then make himself feel very sick because Quinny is one, like one third his mass. Uh, as you're doing it, um, uh, Lyndon shows up um, and she's like, oh, all right, Quinny. Hey, um, so listen, uh, slight hitch in the plan. Looks like we got to pull this job today. The caravan's on its way in right now. You ready okay. to go? I'm good to, I mean, I'm, I'm good to go. I'm Queenie. <laughs> I, I, that's really cool that you were practicing a, a silly small town farm voice. That's really funny coming out of Queenie. Yeah, no, this is who I am. I don't have friends and I'm better than you. Wow. He totally burned me about not needing me. He is Quinny. He is Quinny. Um, and she's like, all right, well, come along, Mr. Brown Barrow. Oh, everyone's going to be so jealous that you nagged me. He's so fucking cool. 
Yeah, I I like it when people say that about me, but I hate it when I say it about them. I'm Quinny. <laughs> okay, we established that. Come on, let's go. Uh, awkwardly <laughs> trying to slink like Quinny slinks, but I think it looks it's almost like a weird Bob Fosse walk because he's <laughs> never been stealthy in his life, so it's like Fosse. a little too big. Yeah. Uh that's great. Um all right. Uh meanwhile, uh Juniper, um you oh, are okay, um sitting with uh um Sylvira. Um what uh keeping in mind that um she is really the person, like, she's the intermediary who can point you towards um, more answers, uh, but she might have a little bit for you. What do you think you would ask her? Um, oh my god! I'll gosh. give you three questions. Oh, three questions? Fuck. Uh, uh, huh. I... <laughs> Some people say a picture is worth a thousand words, but I'd say three breaths and an uh is worth at least a monologue. <laughs> Um, okay, so I have to focus. Let's not be selfish. Not ask questions about myself. Which I really wanted to... Okay. Keep in uh, mind, this isn't like three questions in a she will answer you these questions three. This is no, like know, over know, the know, course of the conversation. So yes. you can 100% ask a selfish question. Also knowing that she is not the person. She's the person on the way to the person. Ask whatever you want. Yeah. I... I, um, I... I... I, I what I really need to know is, I mean, how how the barriers between the worlds became so fragile and how how to repair it. Because we got people coming through. We got people willingly and unwillingly crossing between. And it's that's not it's not what's supposed to be happening. Yeah, she gives you a full-on like uh stress emoji face, which is like Ugh. she's like, oh God, I gods, I was uh, afraid of that. Um Okay, that is uh, concerning. Uh, look, I, <clears throat> I I specialize in in um, planar uh, trans transport. Um, I, I'm aware of how to move between the planes and dimension door and all that fun stuff. Um, but that's very different from what it sounds like you're talking about, because um, they're all the planes of existence in our kind of realm and you're talking about people from other full realms with all of their planes that might be linked but are crossing over into ours that sounds very dangerous i just found out i'm literally from eberron i came here and i didn't even know it eberron i've i've heard of eberron certainly wow well um i guess welcome to faerun a while ago i suppose i don't Um, know i thought i grew up here well, did you grow up in a city or something? Uh, we were kind of a bit reclusive. Okay, well, easier than to be tricked, I suppose. Um, as I understand it, uh, there there are um, people, in fact, um, uh, the man I'm, I'm sending you to should should hopefully be able to, to provide some guidance on this. Um, there are people, as I understand it, um, whose jobs it are to move between the planes and prevent... Uh, any damage um, to to the membrane between um, oh. universes and between anything else, uh, and have been doing it for for generations. Uh, so oh. it's it's not as though no one has ever discovered this or thought of this before. Oh. Um, in fact, I, I wouldn't be surprised if um, if they perhaps seeded this information with with your people. 
Um, it is a it is a rather large job, but if if the membrane is is collapsing, if if worlds are starting to bleed over, and particularly if people are crossing over between worlds without proper uh, interplanetary or in, interplanar travel, um, that could completely unhinge all of reality. I exactly. Yeah, that's not the best. Okay, um, I was like ninety percent sure I was supposed <clears throat> to stop the Great Collide, and now I'm like hundred percent sure. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay. So what do you know about the Great Collide? And then you, I'm sure, fill her in on kind of like the, the broad strokes. Yeah. And she nods and says, yeah. Um, because essentially, as, as I understand it, um, right now we've kind of, it's like all the universes are a bunch of, um, uh, and she kind of like holds up her like delicate um, rum glass. And she's like, it's like a bunch of really nice rum glasses all balanced uh, on a, a tray. And um, they're all full of rum and that's great. And each of the rums is, is kind of the same, kind of different, all delicious, but in their own flavors, right? And they're all being very delicately balanced. But if they start sloshing over into each other, they're going to start to spill and the balance will go off and they could all just fall over and, and shatter. I think that's kind of what this great collide is, right? I think that's the perfect analogy. Okay, that's not great. Um, and your your auger scroll has been leading you towards collide events. Is that correct? Yeah. It's been showing me... Thing, like people to go to, things things to follow, people mm. who, and it seems to be, sh- oh, 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 and it's been showing me uh, images of people who've been touched by the Great Collide. Uh, so they're weird and they, they like overlap and then I feel really sick and mm. I'm like, oh, that's not supposed to be happening. So you're possibly seeing two alternate versions of the same person. Yeah, and then one became a demon and was going back and forth between being a demon and not. Who, who was that? She says, and like she kind of like now she's had a couple of rums. She kind of like her eyes dart up to her horns, and she's like, "Demon like this? Was it just a tiefling? Are you no, just secretly kind of racist?" Because no, I think it was it was a dragonborn becoming a becoming a a, a demonic. An aspect of Tiamat, the dragon god. Uh, uh, would, would I have known that? Do you think? Like, I, I probably, probably not. not. I don't think that would have come up in your travels, Juniper, and no. it's definitely not an Eberron thing. That's a... So it's kind of like, uh, maybe. Okay. I, 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 I don't know. Well, I mean, some... Uh... Can, can I draw it for you? <laughs> well, wait, you have the scroll, right? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait, did uh, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, here, uh, yeah. Pass to me for a second. Jezebel, come here. Jezebel's like, ah, wait, 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 we're looking at scrolls. <laughs> yeah. Um, where's, uh, where's the button on these things? And Jezebel's like, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, always buttons. So many buttons. Um, and uh, Jezebel does a quick series of like wax on, wax off gestures in various parts of the uh, scroll. Um, and suddenly um, the most recent image you had, which I believe was a Strahd related one, comes up. And then Jezebel starts swiping like a like an iPad back through all of the images the scroll has shown you. And Jezebel's like, what, what, what? You never you never tried tech support? Ha! Piece of shit. I like you. And then Jezebel like runs away and hides. And um Sylvia just kind of shakes her head. She's like, I'm I'm sorry. Um closets are are very strange. Honestly, I wish you'd gotten here a bit earlier. I had this adorable little elephant pal. You really would have liked her. But uh yeah, so show show me which image it is. Um, and I and I go and I try to go back to where Bucky. So you scroll Bucky, back, which was around the same time as Xanthus. They should be. 
yeah. close to each other. So what I'll say is um, they're not giving you like the living effect. Like it very much does feel like things that have been saved, if that makes any sense. Ah, yep. So they're not as active. Um, but um, yeah, Xanthus really just kind of seems like a, a scarier version of himself. Um, and Bucky was the one that was like real weird. She's like, oh yeah, no, this is definitely uh, someone touched by uh, Tiamat. Uh, God of Dragons uh, lives in Avernus Tiamat. real. It, it's all right. Tiamat's been locked up for forever. Um, at least here. So maybe, so, oh, so you think Tiamat's going to come through out of Avernus through Bucky? Uh, not necessarily, but Dragonborn have been known, uh, those who worship, um, particularly those from the Blood Mountains who worship um, oh, I Tiamat. Think he, he's from the Blood Mountains, isn't he? I don't know. You've just described him to me. I, I don't know how to help you. Jezebel's like, yeah, probably, and then runs away. Yeah. Well, look, anyone who, uh, who worships Tiamat, uh, you know, it's uh, similar to um, how a cleric can call upon the power of their god. Uh, with the the proper rites and sacrifices, one could become an embodiment of of their god. So it's, it's possible that uh, uh, Bucky was it uh, perhaps mm-hmm. has communed with Tiamat and uh, has has gained these 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 gifts. Does Tiamat go by any other names? No, Tiamat goes by Tiamat. That's question number two. What's your third one? Oh no! Oh oh. Um. Um. I, I mean, how do I stop the Great Collide? How do I stop it? How well, do, how do, how do I stop it? And that is I a mean, very good question. That's I, kind of that's ultimately. I I understand. Um, I don't have an answer to that because I what you basically told me is uh, I came to understand all the planes of existence and how to move between them, which is admittedly pretty badass, Archmage, pretty cool. Um, but you've just told me that basically. I did all of this and I felt really good about it, but I'm just living in an ant farm and there's an entire fucking building around the ant farm that I've never heard of, have no understanding of, and can't really help with. Possibly full of more ant farms where people also think that's the whole world. So I can't help you. It, it sounds like you need to find um, these people who, who know how to move between the planes. If anyone will know how to do it, it's them. And that's and who I'm going to send you to. He, okay, good. Okay, he's he's not he's not one himself, but if anyone will know, it, it's him. Um, we uh, we talked long ago, and uh, he seemed to know what was up. But honestly, if you want answers, you need to find a planeswalker. A planeswalker? Yeah, they're okay. I think the only ones who can give you any guidance on this. And again, I I know a, I know a place. So. Oh, um, gr- great! Th- yeah. Uh, but before I send you. I've had a bit of a day, and honestly, I'm like 95% certain I'm going to have to go to Avernus to help my friends later. So do you want to drink the rest of this rum? Because I feel like I'm in for a long fucking night. Okay, can you just tell me, like, where, where like, just before you get, like, too wasted, um, wh- where where the planeswalkers are? I, I'm sorry, it's just, you know what, stuff happens. She, she just kind of, like, looks at you. It's the first time that you're actually getting, like, derision from her. And she just kind of, like extends her arm to where a quill is writing a very detailed map oh, on a table I, nearby and she's like archmage archmage I, i'm sorry i'm sorry I, I just put my hands up like my bad uh and just was like yeah yeah you're bad more rum yes please and um 
Survivor kind of chuckles. He's like, uh, I like this one. All right. More rum all around. Um, meanwhile, uh, Quinny as Reginald, um, you've, uh, you and the Bone Shakers have, um, Bone Crushers rather, have, um, uh, made your way to a, um, sort of, um, a little bit further out into the woods, um, where, uh, you meet up with a caravan with some very bloodied mercenaries. Uh, these guys are looking really rough. And, um, the captain of them, uh, kind of, um, stumbles up to, uh, Kira, and then he kind of looks between Kira and you, um, and, uh, he says, which, which one of you is, is the captain? Right, am I, I am correct that Reginald was a captain? I think he's a general. He general? Reginald was a general. General, all right. Um, but that would be fine. It, they, the horde makes up its own terms, so he's in charge of an army. You can put him wherever you want. Yeah, that's fine. Um, all right, uh, we'll go with general. Then he's like, which which one of you is the general? And Kira goes to raise a hand and then kind of stops and looks to Reginald. Uh, uh, are you still Captain General? That's uh, his new rank, Captain General. Uh, oh, yeah. Totally, yeah. And um, Junpai's like, he looks confused. And um, uh, Kira is just like, look. Uh, Jesus, what's his? Hang on, sir. One sec. Um, uh, Commander Albrecht has changed the ranks so many times. Honestly, he was Lieutenant General a few months ago. He's Captain General now. I mean, with any luck, soon he'll be General General. <sighs> Modern Major is next, but, um, you know, he's really got to work hard for that. So just cut, cut the guy some slack. Besides, he got separated from us. He's been living in Soft Town. Uh, he's hanging out with that little guy. Like, who knows? Um, so they just kind of, she nods to you and says, all right, take it away, Captain General. Uh, well, I actually haven't been brought up to speed on, uh, what, uh, what we're doing here. So why don't you tell me what you've got going in on, on, and then I'll, uh, I'll issue some orders. Classic Captain General behavior. Um, so, uh, the, uh, mercenary who, uh, Tyler, you would recognize as, uh, a Greywater, um, uh, hmm. Merc, <clears throat> um, says, uh, uh, as uh, as requested, we uh, we moved the alien as as quickly as we could. Um, we were uh, attacked several times uh, along the way. My uh, my crew suffered um, considerable losses, but um, we uh, we managed to shield it with our bodies uh, enough, I believe, that um, uh, no alien was was spilt. Uh, I uh, understand from. Uh, uh, Commander Polka, that uh, the payment was was quite large uh, for this. So, uh, on behalf of um, of all of us uh, from uh, the Greywater Syndicate um, and our associated mercenary bands, uh, thank you for your business. Please make sure to leave us a review on one of the local Yelp boards uh, in case anyone uh, finds their way back out to uh, Neverwinter uh, at at any point. Um. And uh, Kira says, "Oh, uh, good, good. Uh, yes, uh, Captain General, um, we're uh, we've been tasked with uh, moving a, a large amount of ilium. It's uh, some kind of stupid magical 
fluid. Uh, it's very important uh, for the ritual we're working on. Uh, so we hired these clowns to uh, to bring it here, but um, we couldn't afford uh, to risk it, uh, particularly hearing that they'd taken such losses. So uh, we're taking it the rest of the way um, to uh, to the tower. It's, uh, it's vitally important for what we're about to do. So, And what is it that we're about to do? And um, she says, oh, uh, right, of course, that would be helpful. Um, and then she just reaches out and punches through uh, the mercenary's chest, um, rips out his heart, and as she does it, uh, the other two just, like, lunge at the remaining mercs, who all, like, pull up their weapons, but, like, you know, um, Junpai's just smashing heads off the cart, um, and you watch uh, Fluffy uh, Snugglekin just, like, drain the essence um, out of two people at the same time, kind of one with each hand, um, until their bodies are, are kind of desiccated husks and then uh, toss them uh, aside and burp through stitched lips, which is really fucking gross on, on oh many God. levels. Oh, thank you. Um, it's like a wisp of, of uh, bluish light. Uh, that's not the best. And um, Kira says, uh, look how easily the most expensive mercenaries in this fucking world die. They're so soft here. Did you know they don't even have war all the time? <laughs> what the fuck? What a bunch of idiots. So look, um, you know, we uh, we thought about going back, but then we have to fight the Alliance and deal with all that shit. And we don't really want to fight those guys anymore. Uh, so we thought, why? Why bow and scrape over there? When we could take this place, this place could be home. We could just kill all these little assholes and take over all their shit. It'll be amazing. They're not prepared. These guys, literally, their only job is to fight. And I punched through his chest like it was nothing. They're going to die so fast. So, uh, first things first, we got to bring the rest of the horde over. So, we're uh, we're working on it. We've got, um, <laughs> it's, uh, you're going to love this. Uh, we found uh, we found someone who can shift uh, between the realities, right? And we got them chained up. And all we need to do is plug them into a bunch of magical bullshit. And we'll be able to open a portal. Right now, we're only able to bring like one or two people through at a time. But we can get that door open, baby. It's go horde. And it is gonna... We're gonna keep it sexy all over these motherfuckers. That's, uh... That's so good. I love that play. <laughs> Can you roll me a deception check? <laughs> You'll have to use Reginald stats because it's yeah, an unfamiliar face now. and voice for lying. Uh, so this is organized differently. It's under charisma, deception, plus two. So 12. Is there any, does he get any bonuses to deception or anything like skill based stuff? Nope. No. Okay. Um, she kind of uh, narrows her eyes a bit, but no, and says, Look, I know it sounds crazy, moving between dimensions and everything, but trust me, you gotta see what this planes fucker does. That's pretty impressive. Uh, so, uh, yeah, don't worry about it. It's gonna be great. You're gonna love it. It's gonna be great. Go hard. Go hard. And then she holds out the heart. She's like, you want a bite of this before I, I get in there? No, I had a heart uh, last night and still, <laughs> you know, giving You got me heartburn? I got heartburn, yeah. That's a shame. All right. Wagons East. Um, and uh, the um, very, very scared 
uh, trembling guy at the reins is like, ah, uh, and the cart starts to roll. Um, Quinny, you're kind of left alone with your thoughts for a moment as uh, as the uh, bone crushers uh, laugh over the squishy, squishy people they just killed. What's going through your head right now? Uh, fear, rage, um, confusion still. Uh, I'm looking at these gray water corpses. Um, they are corpses, right? They're, oh, very much they're so. Dead, not dying. They're dead. Very dead. Um, I, I don't think I. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at like what I have. Um, oh, I'm not asking you to do anything. Yeah. I was just seeing where where you're at at the back of this horrible, horrible parade of misery. There's no healing there. You can. No, look, I know. I know. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 this is kind of like a player thing. Like I don't want to like throw out like your stuff, Ryan. Like I, <laughs> like when you get your character sheet back, I want it. I want to leave the character sheet better than I found it. Mm. <laughs> you uh, know? The Dan Savage like, campsite, the Boy Scout campsite. Yeah. Group. Um. So I wanted to see if I could like leave a clue, being like, "Oh, people kill these gray water guys, and <laughs> they're these people. Come and get us. Come kill us." <laughs> Um, but I don't think I can. So, uh, for what it's worth, uh, Quinny, you did agree to help lead a bunch of orphans on a mission to steal some magical shit. I think they might find you anyway. Yeah, I guess. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll just. Uh, it it rained last night. It's super muddy. I'm just basically I'm making sure to keep walking through the mud. To make a very clear trail. Gotcha. Um, what does it feel like being in this uh, much bigger frame? Um, it's. Uh, I feel like everything is a little over exaggerated initially. So the arms swing like way too high, and the knees go too high when he walks. So it looks like uh, it looks like cartoon Mulan when Mushu is like crawling around her armor, like making her walk all. <laughs> Telling her like 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 knees together, chest back, chin high, all that stuff, and just starts walking like a fucking idiot. That's how Reginald is marching. Amazing. Also, your armor gives you disadvantage on stealth, so it is loud and obnoxious. Yes. Okay. Good. Also, that. Um, what does it feel like to have two organic eyes again? Um, I feel like magic helped me with my one eye a little bit Mm -hmm. so i feel like it's not too too bad i um this is completely unscientific but i feel like colors are more vivid i feel like just uh, and 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 being able to just like gauge distance for someone who is is um dex oriented like being able to gauge distance between two points is still like super important anyway um so i feel like that just comes a lot easier Mm -hmm. um that's yeah um, so we cut back to, uh, Reginald and Quinny's body, <clears throat> um, meeting up with the urchins who are all running, trying to get like their, their coats on and stuff. And, um, uh, Dice Thoreau, um, is desperately reloading his arm full of, uh, he seems to be putting like, um, cards in one and then loading dice into another. 
Um, and Lyndon's like, you're not, we're not, when will you need dice today? And he's like, you never know. You never know. Always be prepared. Because um, <clears throat> there are a bunch of adorable scamps. Um, and they're like, Mr. Quinney, it's so, it's so great you came. Um, okay, look, uh, the, um, the first piece of, of, of the ritual is being uh, shipped in today. So we got to go real fast if we're going to get there. It's, it's something called ilium. It's, a, it's a, supposed to be like a magical fluid kind of um, uh, mercurial uh, and it's supposed to be really, really potent. It's supposed to be a really powerful ingredient. So I think if we can get that, we can easily fence it. All right, so what's the plan? Oh, that's up to you. You're the master thief. They named all the awards after you. All right, so what we know is there is a thing that we want to steal, and we need to steal it. Yeah, and it's moving right now. It's, it's on its way up to town. Once it gets inside the town, there's no way we can take it. So our only chance is to get it en route. All right, what weapons do you guys have? Dice Thoreau raises his arms Job style. They're like, that. Also, I've got a knife. And she holds up the saddest knife you've ever seen. Okay, perfect. Does everyone else have pathetic knives? No, just me. We spent all of our money on the one. All right, who's the who's the best of you? If we had to choose one, the, the uber urchin. Dice raises his hands and Lyndon just pushes it down. Says, it's me. Okay, Lyndon, everybody else stay here. Uh, and Lyndon, you come with me. And she Take looks at all of them, them and she's like, I'm going on a mission with Quinny Brownbarrow. And they're all like kicking the ground adorably like little scamps. Um, and, um, so the two of you, uh, take off. Are you bringing, um, uh, no, Donkey Jr. Yeah. Are you bringing Donkey Jr. with you? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll ride Donkey Jr. It's like riding a horse, though. It's terrifying. It's so big and out of control. Luckily, yep. I trust Donkey Jr. It would be terrifying. Um, and uh, Lyndon just like, what, what, runs the first as time, fast as she can alongside. The first time Donkey Jr. kicks, I just go, oh, God. Uh, and then I and then I get back to Quitty voice and I'm okay. Um, can you roll me a, uh, a deception check, please? Yes, I can. I'm rolling scamp dice against your deception dice. That is a nat 20. Um, she's like, oh, wow, that's a cool donkey riding noise. Way hey and away you go, donkey riding, donkey riding. So cool. Yeah, and Reginald is immediately disgusted because he's aware that for him that wasn't a good lie. But he's realized that only having one eye and an incredibly small face means when you broadcast your lies, they just seem smaller anyways. And he's... <laughs> He's just living in his head. He's like, he's not even a better liar than me. He's just got a stupid, tinier face that hides his lies. This is crap. This is crap. I'm as good as him. I'm as good as him. This is really bringing us together, Tom. This is great. <laughs> Man, I can just set it up. It's up to you fuckers to knock it down. I don't give a shit. Um, there's always sheet tearing. Um, so, uh, yeah, you uh, you take off on the donkey. Um, and uh, as uh, Lyndon guides you, um, she kind of guides you up a hill. Um and below, um, you can see um, yourself uh, and uh, the Bone Crushers marching uh, alongside a, a terrified man who is uh, whipping a, uh, a regular-sized uh, mule, um, carrying a, I think, like a, a large barrel that's under, um, like, a, a heavy tarp that's been, like, wrapped several times. And then there's um, round shields kind of uh, on top and then on the sides just to give it some extra protection. Okay, it's this helium <clears throat> stuff. Does it explode or anything weird if we break it? Uh-huh. It's just supposed to be very easy to sell. Okay. Hmm. All right, then you stay here. 
and I'm going to go down there and we're going to steal the ilium or whatever. All right. Oh, that sounds super cool. How many more shipments are there before this whole magic business is done? Um, there, there's supposed to be three that go in, and then we've got our big scheme to steal the massive diamond that powers the thing. Mickey didn't give us a lot of details, so we've been calling things things a lot. So just trust me, it's real expensive. Okay. I'm gonna go down there, you stay here, so that you don't die. Uh, do a but wait, good what's, job. Wait, wait, no, what's my job, though? I'm part of this heist. I'm part of a heist crew. All right, then... Uh, okay, you are, your job is to be the lookout. Uh, and I take out both of the hand crossbows because I have no idea how the fuck to use them. And I give them both to Lyndon. And I'm like, <gasps> you're going to follow me down there. And then, because I'm Quinny Brownbarrow, you're going to keep me safe because if anybody comes at me, you shoot them with the crossbows, okay? Okay, I can do that. But listen, uh, Mr. Quinny, before we do this, um, as you may have determined, uh, I am but a simple orphan, uh, along with my fellow urchins, so I have no last name of my own, and I know that lots of thieves have cool last names. C- can I? Can you give me a cool, heroic thief last name that I can use for this mission? Ab- absolutely, uh, says Quinny, uh, and, and Reginald thinks for a second, and he realizes he can't come up with anything because Reginald's not a great improviser, and he rests a hand on his shoulder and just says, Brown Barrow. I'm Lyndon Brownbarrow of House Brownbarrow. And then she like cocks both the hand crossbows with her teeth. She's like, I got your back, Quinny. Let's go rob some fuckers. All right. Time for me to do the thing I do best. Everything. Uh, (laughs) And then he puts the ring of invisibility on and goes invisible to advance. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra. And Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at DelBorovic.com. Our theme songs are, and now for that massive coronary, and skipping through the orchestra pit part one by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dum Dums and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Olin Anderson, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lorda Bradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Zekin X, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. 
Contact Day is in but a few short months, which means it is time to begin preparations for the Bi-Decennial Festival. This year, we are celebrating every single one of you living in my beloved Windfall City. It is not our business to question the Queen's will. It is not our business to do anything but follow it. It is you and your loyalty that has laid the groundwork for this incredible utopian society that we seek for. Do you have any idea what's going on with us? It is the duty of each and every one of you to do everything you can to make the festival a success this year. Are you ready to speak kindly with me now, child? I have no doubt that this year will be one for the history books, and that will be due in no small part to the dedication of my adoring self. Windfall, a dystopian science fiction podcast from Rogue Dialogue.